be our incoming! Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of League Lore and More. I know I am a day behind. I had to take care of some things at a, a new home purchase that I made with my fiance, and so that is why I am posting on Wednesday instead of on Tuesday, but we will be continuing our Freljord series here with uh, the champion known as Gragas, or the Rebel Rouser. Uh, Gragas was the 44th released champion in League of Legends on uh, February the 2nd of 2010, so he's over 12 years old at this point. He is a fighter slash mage, depending on how you itemize uh, the champion. And um, he is a, a very large man, very fat, uh, and a drunk. That is kind of his, his character. Uh, he, he used to be the only mage that was uh, melee, as in, you know, not ranged attacks, um, like auto attacks, like, you know, he hits people with his head and his gut and his hand, uh, instead of having a weapon that fires at range, uh, Silas has since come into the, uh, the game and is also a melee mage. Um, his first title was the Cask Master, but was changed to avoid confusion with uh, Twisted Fate's title of the Card Master. Uh, and Gragas is the third champion in the game to have nine skins behind Rise and Annie. And by that, it means the third champion to achieve having nine skins. There are others now, plenty of others now, that have over nine skins. But he was the first, the third to do it behind Rise and Annie. Uh, and so without further ado we will get on to our story and tales of this uh always buzzed uh red bearded behemoth of a man whose gut is uh you know the inspiration for santa claus pretty much um and uh Thank you all for listening. Thank you for uh, forgiving me for being a day late, even though you haven't. Um, and uh, like always, I hope you learned something, and uh, I hope that you uh, enjoy. Time to roll out the barrel! Gragas the Rebel Rouser. The only thing more important to Gragas than fighting is drinking. 
His unquenchable thirst for stronger ale has led him in search of the most potent and unconventional ingredients to toss in his still. Impulsive and unpredictable, this rowdy caresser loves cracking kegs as much as cracking heads. Thanks to his strange bruise and temperamental nature, drinking with Gragas is always a risky proposition. Gragas has an eternal love of good drink, but his massive constitution prevented him from reaching a divine state of intoxication. One night, when he had drained all the kegs and was left wanting, Gragas was struck by a thought rather than the usual barstool. Why couldn't he brew himself something that would finally get him truly drunk? It was then that he vowed to create the ultimate ale. Gragas's quest eventually brought him to the Freljord, where the promise of acquiring the purest arctic water for his recipe led him into uncharted glacial wastes. While lost in an unyielding blizzard, Gragas stumbled upon a great howling abyss. There he found it. A flawless shard of ice unlike anything he had ever seen. Not only did this unmelting shard imbue his lager with incredible properties, but it also had a handy side effect. It kept the mixture chilled at the perfect serving temperature. Under the spell of his new concoction, Gragas headed for civilization, eager to share the fermented fruits of his labor. As fate would have it, the first gathering to catch Gragas's bleary eyes would shape the future of the Freljord. He blundered into a deteriorating negotiation between two tribes discussing an alliance with Ash. Though Ash welcomed a break in the tension, the other warriors bristled at the intrusion and hurled insults at the drunken oaf. True to his nature, Gragas replied with a diplomatic headbutt, setting off a brawl matched only in the legends of the Freljord. When the fallen from that great melee finally awoke, Ash proposed a friendly drink as an alternative to fighting. With their tempers doused in suds, the two tribes formerly on the brink of war bonded over a common love of Gragas's brew. Although strife was averted and Gragas hailed the hero, he had still not achieved his dream of drunken blissfulness. So once more, he set off to wander the tundra in search of ingredients for Runeterra's perfect pint. The only time I have a drinking problem is when I spill it. <laughs> this short story for Gragas is called A Well-Earned Tip by Laura Miche. Up in the mountains that separate Demacia from the Freljord, there aren't a lot of jobs that pay coin. Some pay in furs or in loaves of frost-hard bread, but Eagle's baby sister was born sickly. Family needed, to co needed coin to keep her well-fed and to buy her medicine. So Eagle's father cut a deal with Eagle's uncle, Jasper. Eagle would become a servant in Jasper's inn at the mountain pass, selling ale to passing traders. Work hard, all right, Eagle's mother told him, for your sister. One night, a season after Eagle started working for Jasper, a whole crowd of customers arrived just as the inn was closing. It was strange for travelers to arrive so late after nightfall in the winter. Jasper peered out the window. I don't know them, he said, tugging nervously on his wild black beard. The door slammed open and a crowd of shaggy-haired men thumped inside, shaking the snow from their boots and cloaks. They parted ranks and an old fellow with a velvet-trimmed cloak approached the bar. Good evening, he said with a great city accent. Our business associate is arriving in a few minutes. What's on offer? Uncle Jasper pointed numbly at the drink list hanging behind the bar. There were twelve brews there, an impressive selection for this part of the Demacian hinterlands. But one by one, the guards all ordered the absolute cheapest. Forzen's Red, 
Eagle had never tasted any other beer, but even he knew it wasn't good stuff. That's why it was so cheap. Eagle hurried into the back room where the kegs were kept to pour their ale. As the skunky beverage foamed into the cups, he wondered how much these guests would tip. Would he get one big tip from the leader or eleven small tips, one from each? His heart raced. Then Eagle heard a heavy step on the path outside. The door creaked open, and the next step made the tavern floorboards groan. Eagle wheeled the drink cart out into the main room. The newcomer was the absolute biggest man he'd ever seen. His head scraped the ceiling beams. His limbs were pure muscle, as thick as tree trunks, and his face was covered in a bristly red beard. The grisly scars crisscrossing his vast sides looked like he'd really lived, though the gruesome battles Jasper's drunken patrons liked to brag about. The velvet-clad man raised his hand toward the stranger. Gragas, I presume, he called. Gragas didn't answer. His eyes were fixed on the drinks list hanging behind the bar. You are Gragas, the brewer, the merchant repeated impatiently. Gragas turned his huge shoulders and gave the little old man a red-faced glare. With a voice so loud, it reminded Hegel of an old god speaking from below the snowpack. The newcomer growled, I'm buying a drink. The air in the room felt like it does when a thunderstorm gathers overhead. Hegel began handing out the ales. His hands were shaking. What's that cost in flower stuff? Gragas asked Jasper, pointing at the list. What flower is that? That's just the brewer's name, Jasper said. It ain't got flowers in it. Sorry. Hmm, Gragas rumbled. Eagle handed out the final drink to the old merchant, then stood patiently waiting for his tip, but the merchant ignored him. His glinting gaze was fixed on the huge newcomer, like a fox's eyes before the pounce. I'll take the Sungo Porter, Gragas announced. That's a precious one, I've heard. Jasper scurried into the back to pour it, and Gragas thumped over to the table to sit down. Now, what do you have for me? he asked. The old merchant digging around in his huge coat. I heard you're in the market for Shereman goods, he said. Floodplain grains, cactus blooms. I'm interested, Gragas said. The merchant noticed Eagle standing there. Shoo, boy, he said. Eagle froze. No tip? I said shoo, the merchant snapped. All the guards laughed. Tears starting at the corners of his eyes, Eagle hurried into the keg room behind the bar. Jasper was pacing back there, tugging nervously at his beard. Damn that man, Jasper seethed. The sun gold porter, I don't have any. We ran out? We never had it. I can't afford to stock any of those rare ales. They're on offer to impress people. Almost nobody orders them. They're too expensive. And when they do, I just mix some stuff together. Nobody could tell. To Eagle, this seemed like stealing. You should tell the big man, he said. Jasper laughed. Why? It doesn't hurt anyone. I have a business to run, boy. One glass of the porter is a week of earnings here at the inn. Jasper squared his shoulders. He won't be able to tell. Jasper snatched a massive stain of stein off one of the hooks on the wall and started filling it at the Forsen's tap then Egan Ale, then Karsten Flower. As that murky mixture foamed toward the brim, Egil realized he'd have to deliver Gragas the concocted drink. Cold washed over him like a night wind over the snow. When Jasper thunked the stein into his outstretched hands, he almost fell over. Keep a straight face, Jasper ordered. 
Eagle thought of his sister. He thought of money clinking in his palm. Then he tottered forward across the empty floor of the inn, struggling to hold the stein aloft. Gragas's booming voice filled the room. The recipe I'm working on has a very spicy taste already. I need something to balance it out. As Eagle approached the table, the merchant leaned forward. So, we arrive at the real business. Yeah, Gragas grunted. The real business. The merchant reached inside his coat and drew out a palm-sized lockbox covered in gold and glinting jewels. The shining box was almost was absolutely the most valuable thing Eagle had ever seen in his life. It was probably worth ten lifetimes of Jasper's smelly ale. Standing near it felt like standing beside the sun. Azir's tears, the merchant said. Ancient heirloom spice, ground from tomb herbs found only in the ruins of the sun disk. The sun emperors used it to season their mead. Really, Gragas said. When I heard about your quest, the greatest ale ever brewed, well, I immediately sought out the tears, the trades I had to make. The spice is worth a fortune, but I knew you'd be good for it. Gragas nodded slowly, thinking. Angle suddenly realized that if anyone was going to be able to notice a substitute drink, it would be a master brewer on a quest to make the perfect beer. He reached for the stein, thinking frantically of an excuse. But he was too slow. Gragas noticed Eagle and the beer sitting at his elbow. Thanks, boy, he said, and grabbed the stein himself. He drank deep, and immediately, Eagle saw his bushy eyebrows furrow. His nostril twitched. His bearded lip curled into a hint of grimace. His gaze traveled across the room and fixed on Jasper. Eagle felt like he was going to melt. He knows we're tricking him. But the master brewer did not shout out his displeasure. Instead, Gragas held his hand out for the jeweled box. So, let me see, he said. Show me your perfect spices. The merchant handed it over. Gragas lifted the lid of the lockbox and sniffed, and again, his nostril twitched. That sensitive sense of smell had found another flavor that troubled it. Hagel felt his heart stop. They're tricking him too. It's a fake. One forgery was forgivable. Two? Over the same pint? Not as much. Gragas glanced at Eagle, just for a moment. It was warning enough. Eagle dove away from the table like a snow hare leaping for the safety of the tree line. Then Gragas stood. He flipped the table as he rose, and simultaneously each one of the guards produced jagged hatchets from beneath their cloaks. Gragas just took out his fists. Eagle saw only bits of the ensuing fight. He saw the merchant flee toward the bar, then Gragas followed with huge strides. There was a sound like an explosion. Jasper gave a high-pitched scream and skittered straight out the front door. Then the kegs all rolled across the floor toward the guards. A thundering avalanche sprang ale and foam in every direction. It flattened them, all but one who hid behind a table, then popped up, ready to throw his axe. But Gragas grunted. A barrel flew across the room, and the guard simply vanished. So did half of the back wall. Eagle heard the guard's tiny scream disappear down the mountainside. Eagle crawled out from under a table to see Gragas pouring the gray, dusty contents of the shiny lockbox onto the groaning merchant at his feet. Mummy dust, he growled. Have some respect. Then he caught sight of Eagle. His wild brows narrowed. Boy, he called. His booming voice made shards of broken glass tremble on the floor. Come here. 
Cautiously, Aegil approached. He thought of his sister. He wondered whether he could run faster than a thrown barrow. Tell the innkeeper to go lighter on the forgings next time, Gragas said. Then Aegil saw the lockbox in the master brewer's outstretched hand. A huge smile parted that bushy red beard. Your tip. I'll drink you under the table, scrub. So there is the story for Gragas, uh, the rabble rouser. See him getting, you know, defeating this uh, stereotype of, um, you know, big fat guy is also stupid, right? He's not when it comes to beer and ingredients for his beer. Um, and uh, does not take kindly to being deceived, especially you shouldn't do that to someone who is famous for being drunk all of the time, right? And who's famous for fighting all of the time. Like the merchants clearly knew who he was, right? So, you know, I guess everyone kind of assumes that they can do things other people can't, and, you know, they can uh, trick him where others have failed to trick him. But uh, that was not the case here, and they paid for it with uh, their lives. Uh, he has no issue killing people, it seems. Uh, so, I mean, he didn't kill all of them, but, uh, I mean, one had a barrel smash him through a wall and down a mountainside so that's probably not gonna end up with him being alive but uh yeah i did not know gregus was part of the frail yard even though it doesn't say where he actually comes from it just his travels have taken him to the frail yard and that's kind of where he's setting up shop right now but we do see that he is in possession of true ice which is a theme across all of these uh stories they all these characters somehow have true ice uh, somewhere in their possession. Uh, so it will be interesting to see uh, how the next characters, uh, how they come into their possession of true ice and what that item actually is, whether it's a bow or a ice cube, as in this <laughs> case. Uh, but thank you all for listening, and I will be back next week with another Freljord champion as we talk about the, you know, Freljord, and I'm currently in mid-90-degree heat, so not fun. Uh, but I th want to thank you all for listening, and, uh, and yeah, we'll be back next week. Uh, have a happy rest of your week, and uh, for those of you who get juneteenth off i hope you enjoy that and father's day is this weekend so make sure to do something for that if you don't have something already planned um if uh your father is still with us um and yeah have a good one
Last call.